Let us pray. And it came to pass when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of Laban for his mother's brother. Genesis 29.10 My Lord, as the sun greets me and as I take in the breath of life, I do so meditating on the truths found in Genesis 28.1 through 29.29. I do so basking in the wonder of your glory, because like Jacob, I know that you have a vision for my future. Thank you, God, that angels are ascending and descending on my behalf, bringing blessings and provision for my future. As I lay on the rock of your word, I will be reminded of your faithfulness. I will be reminded of your limitless love towards me. Thank you that you are with me and that you will never leave me no matter where I go. As I begin to take territory in the land you've promised me, I thank you that you're providing the perfect partner for me. As I set my gaze on my promise, I will not hesitate to put the necessary work in to lay hold of my heart's desire, like Jacob did with Rachel. I declare that I will not stop until I've obtained what you have ordained. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story, brought to you by BibleInAYear.com. Jacob Meets Rachel Before this story, we learned about Jacob's trick to rob his brother of his blessing. He deceived his father into giving him his blessing instead of Esau. Esau's rage boiled, and he sought after the life of Jacob. Rebekah told Jacob to go stay with her brother Laban until it was safe to return. Now, we will learn about Jacob's vision of a ladder and his desire to marry Laban's daughter, Rachel, inspired by the book of Genesis. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. When we last saw Jacob in our previous passage, he was running from Esau, fearing for his life. Isaac and Rebekah sent him to Rebekah's brother, Laban, to wait out Esau's anger. Today, We'll rejoin Jacob on his way to his uncle's home. But before that, we'll see what Esau is doing as he mourns his losses and seeks to reclaim in some way a blessing that he knew and felt was due to him. As Jacob travels, we'll see him encountering God in a dream. Notice the promises that God makes to Jacob there and Jacob's response. Then, as he finally arrives in Laban's land, Jacob encounters a woman with whom he'll fall madly and deeply in love, and that love will lead him to extraordinary lengths to ensure Rachel will be his wife. Notice how Jacob and Laban begin a close relationship, a fact that will seem peculiar in a future passage. But for now, Jacob seems to have found the home and family that he has lost. The theme of today's passage is really that of promises. First is the promise God gives to Jacob as he meets him along the way in a dream. 
These promises are profound and will shape the course of history as the line of Abraham continues heading in the ultimate promise, the Messiah who will deliver the world from sin. But we'll also see the promise of a wife, the treasured prize for which Jacob will agree to work for years on end. As you listen, notice the conviction in Jacob's heart, the certainty about what he desires. Let's hear now the love story of Jacob and Rachel. Jacob desired to be blessed by God, and he sought it out from his father since he knew it would not come to him through birthright. Jacob was one of the first to pursue God's blessing instead of allowing it to be given to him through birth. He chose God, yet his desire was at the expense of his brother Esau. In fear for his life, Jacob fled to Padan Aram, the land of Laban, Rebekah's brother. There he sought to build a life for himself and hopefully find a wife, since it was always his father's desire to marry from the family of Laban. Sorrow plagued Esau's nights, and he mourned the loss of his blessing and birthright. He had not cherished his birthright before, and now that it was given away, he was greatly disturbed. While Jacob was away, Esau also sought out another wife. His desire to reclaim a blessing from God was muddied by rage and contempt. In an effort to please his father, he went to Isaac's half-brother, Ishmael, and married his daughter, Mehalath. Esau began grasping for any sort of blessing he could. Jacob was on his way to Padan Aram. The eastern sun was setting, and the light scraped the top of the plains before finally descending beneath the valley. The cool dark of night replaced the sun, and Jacob found a secluded place to lay his head. He took a stone and put it under his head, and laid beneath the stars. Jacob counted the stars in the sky, mindful of God's promise to his grandfather Abraham, that his people would outnumber the stars. The summer breeze hummed across the valley, and Jacob drifted into a deep sleep. Jacob opened his eyes to a dream. Set firmly in the earth was a ladder that stretched all the way to the heavens. He watched as the angels of God were ascending and descending on the ladder. Jacob stood watching as the heavenly hosts of God moved gracefully to and fro. The Lord stood above the ladder, setting his gaze towards Jacob. The gentle yet terrifying voice of God bellowed across the earth, and Jacob marveled as he listened to the Creator speak. I am the Lord, the God of Abraham and Isaac, your forefathers. The land in which you lie your head will be given to you and your offspring. They shall be like all the dust of the earth, spread abroad and limitless. Through them every family on earth shall be blessed. Jacob marveled as he hung upon every word the Lord spoke. I am with you, the Lord said, and I will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back here to this land. I will never leave you. And Jacob awoke with a mixture of joy and terror. Surely God is in this place, Jacob said to himself. This is none other than the house of God, and the gates of heaven meet here. As the sun was rising and the heat of day replaced the coolness of night, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar 
and poured oil on the top of it. And he named that place Bethel. This would be a special place Jacob would return to. Jacob journeyed alone to Laban's land. When he arrived and began to greet some of the men there, Rachel, Laban's daughter, came with her father's sheep. Rachel was a sheep herdess, and beaming with a strong yet gentle beauty. Jacob watched Rachel descend from the fields where she was working, and immediately began to weep. Though they had yet to meet, Jacob knew that he had just gazed upon the woman meant to be his wife. His love for her was immediate, and he ran to her to give water to the flock. As he helped her care for the sheep, their eyes met, and Jacob, in a moment of unexpected passion, kissed her. Jacob told Rachel who he was, and immediately she went to go find her father. Laban ran to Jacob, and the two embraced. A joyful mingling of souls began to emanate from the entire family. Jacob was accepted into the house of Laban, and the two became closer than father and son. Jacob asked that he could serve under Laban and his family. Laban was ecstatic and accepted Jacob's request. Just because you are my kinsman does not mean you should work for free, Laban said. Name your price for working for me. Jacob knew that there was one thing more precious than money or land. He knew the second he laid eyes on her that Rachel was the one he was supposed to marry. Allow me to work for seven years under you so that I can marry your daughter, Jacob asked. Laban agreed, and so began their friendship and Jacob's diligent pursuit to work for his bride. Jacob loved Rachel deeply, and their love for one another grew each year. Jacob had sought out a blessing from Isaac, his father. In reality, it was God's blessing that Jacob wanted to claim. And he was able to claim it, but his way of securing the blessing was dishonest and deceitful. His motives were right, but his methods were very wrong. So his victory seems hollow at this point. He's been blessed by Isaac, but now his life is in danger. His own brother wants him dead. So he flees, leaving his mother and his homeland far behind. Sometimes when we achieve things, even though it's a good thing, the way we get there can have lasting negative consequences. That was the case for Rebecca and Jacob. They would never see each other again. A mother and a son now separated in life. But what to say of Esau? He had not cared for the blessing until it was lost. He didn't treasure it or value it, so he became careless. When he lost God's blessing, he became bitter and enraged, but he still craved his father's approval. Esau did what he thought his father would want and married one of Ishmael's daughters. He was desperate for any form of blessing he could attain. How often we are like this, not valuing the thing that is right in our reach until it is no longer available. So we begin grasping at straws, acting out of desperation, trying to make things right. Sometimes it proves to be too little, too late, as in the case of Esau. Next, we heard of Jacob's dream as he traveled to Laban's land. God appears to him and makes a covenant with Jacob, affirming that the line of blessing will indeed pass through him and his offspring. Genesis 28, 14 and 15 records God's words. 
Your descendants will also be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and in your descendants shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I've done what I've promised you. With each generation, Abraham, Isaac, now Jacob, God is reminding them that his blessing isn't only for them, but it is for all the families of the earth. We need to remember that the blessings that we receive from God not only benefit us, but they are given for a larger purpose, and that is to bless others. We are blessed to be a blessing. This is certainly the case with this covenant, as we see glimpses of Jesus the Messiah coming through, a blessing for all the families of the world. Jacob awakens and sets about building a monument, a pillar to mark this place where God spoke to him and made his promises to Jacob. This place, named Bethel, will have great importance as the house of God. Finally, Jacob arrives in Laban's land and greets his family. And then he first sees Rachel, Laban's beautiful daughter. Jacob cannot wait to meet her and rushes to her. We can see here that Jacob, though described as mild when he first came into the world, is not a man without passion. He even steals a kiss from Rachel, knowing this is the woman for whom he would do anything. But it is not only in Rachel that Jacob seems to find a home. He feels, perhaps for the first time, like he is accepted into a family. Rebecca, his mother, loved him, but he never enjoyed the approval of his father. Now Laban is giving him that. It's really a beautiful time. Jacob, on account of his own actions, had to flee from his own home, but God, just as he promised, does not abandon Jacob, and even gives him a sense of place among Laban's family. Even when we go in the wrong direction, God can bring us back to himself, because where God doesn't rule, he overrules. And this is what is happening with Jacob. In this closeness and connection, an agreement is struck between Jacob and Laban. Laban, wanting to pay Jacob for his work, asks his wages, and Jacob, setting his eyes on a prize greater than gold, says he will work seven years for Rachel's hand in marriage. You could say that Jacob was blinded by his desire and entered into a deal that would cost him greatly. You could also say that he knew the great value of a mate, a wife in whom he could delight. Both is true. And as we continue in our next time together, we'll see what happens in this agreement. We'll see what comes of this agreement between Laban and Jacob. Heavenly Father, thank you for the story that we have just read and how we can see your hand guiding Jacob and continuing to affirm and to keep your promises as he rescues the family line of Abraham. Thank you also, Lord, for what this passage today teaches us about the purpose of blessing and that we can see your heart for the fatherless, the lonely, as you gave Jacob a family who loved and welcomed him as he had never experienced before. Thank you for welcoming us into your family through your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. By sharing this podcast, you can make a difference in someone's life. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for successful Christian living, 
be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.